we've got a special guest who has been amazing on the Facebook group or in the Facebook group, helping lots of other people as part of our community. And I thought it'd be great to get her on today's podcast because she has been doing so much, but also she has her own story to tell. So welcome, Eliane. Thank you so, so much. Well, as you know, um, I'm a big, like a really big fan of the podcast. And well, the thing, well, when I became, let me tell you a bit of my story. Yeah, so, do. go for it. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the first time I heard your podcast was because I was about to go into a plane and I was like, I'm a big fan of podcasts. So, so I was like, someone, someone has to be doing this. Like, it, I, I, I'm sure I'm not the first one that needs a podcast about fear of flying. And then I just uh, check your podcast. And I remember I was, I think it was a couple of hours before going to, to an airplane. And I was just like in love. I was like, oh my God, this makes me feel so good. And it's so reassuring. And I was like, for real, I was really, really happy. So, so I started playing and then I started listening to all of your podcasts. And after that, I think I've been in, it's going to be six flights. And that's huge for me because I, I tend to, to fly a lot since I was a kid. My family is from Venezuela and, and I live in Mexico. So... My dad from Mexico, my mom's from Venezuela. So we, we had to fly, I, I think, at least twice or, or thrice a year. And I've been flying all my life. And today I talked to my mom and I was like, mom, can you please tell me when I started like to being afraid of flying? My mom was like, when you were a kid, you loved it. Like, I have no idea when you started being afraid. But when you were a kid, you really loved it because mm, you were yeah. so used to it. Yeah. And maybe this will be like a little bit of a trigger warning. But one time we had a like a really bad flight. Yes. And the flight from Maracaibo to Caracas, that it's like from the two cities we were flying in Venezuela. And we had to do this every single time we went, like for every summer vacation, every long weekend, every Christmas, like we went there a lot. So we had to go like from Mexico to Caracas, Caracas, Maracaibo, right? So the flight from Caracas to Maracaibo, it's about like 40 hours, 40 hours. Oh my God. No, 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> it's a 40 minutes. Yeah, well, that's a huge difference. No, it's like 40 minutes flight, but it's like a really bumpy flight, right? And every single time, everything has been good. So that's something that every single time that I went like, oh, I'm a bit afraid. I went to myself like, but you're alive, right? Yeah, I'm alive. Okay, so everything's going to be fine. So it, like that uh, flight is really bumpy because in Venezuela, the air is really, like it's hot weather and it's really moist weather. So it's a lot of humidity, a lot of hot, and that tends to have like a bumpy ride, but everything was fine every single time. But one time we had like a really bad flight and I was completely like traumatized. And... 
And so, so uh, like, what, does it, what do you mean by bad flight? What's that? What's that mean in your world? Oh, I think when well, I heard the other podcast, and I remember you told like you have like moderate turbulence, light turbulence, and when you're afraid, like light turbulence feel, feels like you're gonna die, but it's not. But I think it would be probably in between uh, moderate and really high turbulence. Right. Like okay. people, like it, there was the flight attendants and they like, uh, it, was, it was a really bumpy ride. But then I went mm-hmm. and I remember the flight attendants had to sit because you know, when it's really uh, bad, they have to sit whenever, they, like whatever they, they can. So she said it just behind me, right? And it was, it was kind of bad because there were people crying and you know, when someone gets dramatic and let me tell you, Latin people are dramatic. Like you can, you can be sure, like I know in England people will be like, ooh, this is bad. But no, no, no. In, <laughs> in Venezuela, people were like screaming and crying. And, and then I just saw, and I was like, if the flight attendants, the flight attendant is, is she's panicking, I should panic. And then I turn around and I see her and she was like having coffee. And I was like, okay. So you're disappointed. If she's having coffee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, if she's having coffee, like probably this is not that bad. But I was really scared. And yeah. then I had to take another flight because I had to go from Caracas to Mexico, right? And I remember I just went like numb and traumatized at flight, like, it was also a bumpy flight, my sister told me, but because I have like no recollection, I just went there and I was like, oh my God, like what just happened? And then I came back to Mexico and I remember telling myself, I'm never going into, a, into an airplane again. Like well, this is the so last time. how long time. ago was that? Was you... That was like 12, I think it's like about 12 or 13 years ago. Right. And that started like affecting my life because my family has, uh, they travel a lot and, and well, we have to go to visit our family and well, we used to like travel to the US, to LA. And I just started missing out, you know, like family events. My sister and my mom, they went to a huge like trip to the, to Europe and they, and I couldn't get it. Like, I remember like my dad bought the, like the, the fly tickets and everyone was there and I was like I can't do it and I was just like I won't do it and I was really scared so then I started taking like I was like I'm really scared I need to know what's happening and I was having other stuff in my life and I I think it's really important to 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 say this it's rarely just the fear of flight and I think this is so, so important because mostly this just is like a trigger. Like so many times in your life, you have so much other stuff that are giving you anxiety or fear. Yes. And the flight, it's just something that it's, you know, like that little drop in, in that glass. So I had to go to therapy because I, was, I started having agoraphobia. And agoraphobia, it's when you like, basically, like there's a lot of kinds of agoraphobia, but when you start like being afraid of getting out of your house or your yeah, like, yeah, places, yeah. so 
So these fears started like growing and growing until it was really hard for me to get out of my house and to do other stuff. And I was like, okay, I need to go to therapy, right? I'm losing out in my life. I was like, probably, I don't know, in my, in my teen years. So, so I was like, no, I need to go out with my friends. I'm missing out. I'm missing out parties. I'm missing out trips. So I went yeah. to therapy Yeah. and I, I told Right. I told my 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 psychologist, I told her uh, that I was really afraid of flying and that I was having like a really hard time. So we started like working out in in my anxiety first and what was happening in my life. And it was fine, but I started flying again, but I wasn't flying comfortable. And this is really also really important. It's not the same. When you fly because you have to, and you just go all the flight feeling anxiety and feeling yeah. bad and having your mind in other places, because that's something that I did mm. for a long time. Yeah. And I feel after listening to podcast and, and doing a lot of exercise, because then I went back to therapy again, I start like enjoying a flight and it feels so good. It's so much different because... After having a flight, because I told you I was flying because I was like, yeah, I'm going to fly because I have to, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. and then I started working. Well, I'm a pastry chef and a cake artist that I'm sure like no one knows what that means. But basically I do cakes like fancy <laughs> cakes for a living <laughs> and they have expos and they have one in, in Birmingham that it's really like it's one of the big ones. And I haven't gone. I, I hope. After COVID and everything, they, they put mm. it back. And this time I, you know, like, I think I can do it. But uh, I started to have to go to expos around the world for living. Yes. And it was really important for me, for my, for my career, because, you know, it's exposure and it's good. Mm. And I have to talk and do demos and stuff. And all my friends were uh, also pastry chefs. And so there was a moment that I was like, I really, really, really need to stop being so anxious about flying. Yeah. So I went with another special uh, psychologist and she was an expert in existential anxiety because I was having like, well, in I think it was in 2019. Mm. Uh, yeah, 2019 uh, in Mexico, we have a, a really big uh, earthquake. So when you're agoraphobic, like a really, really, really big earthquake, like really gets you a lot of steps back. So I was like, okay, I really need to talk to, to a doctor because it was really hard for me to get out of my house and my comfort zones and stuff. So uh, I started talking to her because I was having like a lot of issues with anxiety. And I'm really open about that because mm. after I went through all this anxiety treatments and talking and looking for help I talked to my friends and they were like oh my god I'm living just like that and I was really? like really really yeah. yeah and a lot of my friends told me like why didn't you tell me and I was like because you never seemed like with with uh, people with anxiety they were like no I really feel like that and and it would be mm -hmm. nice to know that you were feeling like that too and I noticed there's a lot of people living with anxiety that sometimes they don't know they have anxiety or sometimes they just feel like that's just the way they have to live. Yeah, I think it's and, normal, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you also feel like it's the normal thing to do when you have to get into a flight. And I have to talk through 
mm -hmm. uh, with my therapist and we started like looking what was flying for me. And I think that's something everyone should look at, especially if you're afraid of flying, because sometimes it's not the flight, sometimes it's the airport, sometimes it's that you always have to fly for something that is stressful for you. And sometimes you're just flying to get away of your responsibilities. And when you're coming back, you're having a panic attack in the airplane and it's not the airplane. It's you just running away from your responsibilities and have to get back to your real life. So let so me just try and draw. I'll just try and jump in while you draw a breath. Yeah. Because uh, uh, because the observation for me is that you, you've achieved a hell of a lot and you've been very open about what you've been through. But anybody listening to you and if they could see you, you seem very confident, very together. It's probably a surprise <laughs> to, to imagine, you know, that you are panic, having panic attacks, agoraphobia. I mean, all of this, you know, these sort of words conjure up an image of somebody that you're not coming across like. So it's, oh, I think so it's much. really important that you're sharing this because pe a lot of people don't feel they feel that they're not normal when you have these fears and anxiety. But yeah. I've, all, I've, yeah. I've found time and time again that a lot of the people that, uh, struggling with fear of flyer and and other things lead very successful lives and they're very capable in every other aspect and you you're another example of that thank you so much yeah once i i read that about 30 percent of people that go into like 30 percent of the airplane are really afraid or anxious to be flying mm. and every single time i went into that airplane i was like where are they because yeah. i i feel like i'm the only one losing it here <laughs> And the statistics told me I'm not the only one. No. So, yeah. They're the drunk <laughs> but, ones. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, so I started talking to, to, to my psychologist and she started telling me tips. And for real, I, I'm kind of a nerdy person. So I started like reading a lot and I was like, mm. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Mm. I was looking for help. But every single time that I was looking for help, you had like to pay or it was really hard or let's be honest like we're humans and we're not looking for help like a month before we're looking for help in like 15 minutes before your exactly. flight because you're like going crazy so every single time I was like okay I need help I was like it should like like I'm flying tomorrow like there's no way someone's gonna help me right now and I think that's the beauty of the podcast yeah like oh, that's nice it me. will help you just in the minute that you're in the plane, about to get into the plane, a day before you're getting into the plane. So that was me, by the way. I was just like a couple of hours taking well, a shower before, and I was like, I need yeah. to listen to something because I'm, I'm, I'm about to have a panic attack. Well, that's really good. I mean, that's not the panic attack bit, but the good that you made <laughs> that link because I do get a lot of people contact saying, uh, I see you do a 30-day program. And uh, I'm interested. And I said, oh, great. Well, you know, let me tell you a bit about it. <laughs> By the way, when you fly, they say, oh, tomorrow. I said, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, that would be me, Missy. Maybe it's not. And, and it's something that I've noticed over the years that nearly everybody ties in their help for flying just before they fly because it's that moment that they go, oh, shit, I've got to do something about this. <laughs> yeah. And so if I have one <laughs> exactly. message, it would be, if you've got a fear of flying, start today, even if you're not planning to fly in the very near future, don't leave it to the last minute. 
Yeah, but but I don't know. Maybe uh, some of the listeners would go like, "Yeah, I've been there." You go like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I'm perfect." And this time, like, I feel no fear. Everything's gonna be fine. And then you step into that airport and go, you go like, "Uh oh." This is not good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so which, podca- which podcast did you, because you said like, you had a couple of hours before you had to fly. Can you remember oh, which I episode? All of them. That's I was like from the first one. Scary. And then I was like, this is good for me. And I just started like looping all of them. And I think the one that helped me more, it was, I don't know how many months ago. It was at uh, at the beginning of this year that I, I I fly and you know it was the COVID stuff and all of that but I wasn't afraid of that I I was afraid of other stuff yes. so but I started listening I think the one that that uh, someone is starting to tell you all of the things that you're listening and someone's telling a story about a teacher that it's really like she doesn't have control and blah, blah, blah. And that one, I think that one was one of the first ones. And I started like looping it all over the flight. And I was really scared because, well, some of my tips for people that don't like flying uh, that much is you have to have like a routine Mm. for a lot of stuff, right? Mm. But the the things that I, I... I started like noticing and that my psychologist told me, um, she told me that it's really important to know what are you afraid of? And also you told it in the podcast, like if you're afraid of like turbulence or if you're claustrophobic or if you, for me, it was really like, I thought it was not being in control, but after listening to a podcast, I noticed it was the turbulence right, and not feeling in control in the middle of a turbulence. Mm. And even though there's a lot of people like telling you, like, you know, you read it and blah, 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 blah. And that's something that is good about like you bringing people that have been in the same path and we're going through and we're recovering. Like, I feel like I'm a recovering fear of flight uh, <laughs> person yes. because yeah, it's nothing like, it's something that you won't deal with it in one city, right? Like you won't take just one flight and be done with it. No, it's a hard work. And, and it's important to be like conscious about that. And it's important to know that it's going to be little by little that you're going yeah. to do this, like you're going to go through this because uh, sometimes we're really hard with ourselves and we go like, oh no, I didn't do it. I'm a piece of trash, you know, and you just go bashing yourself out. But, but it's, it's really, it's a step-by-step stuff. So then I noticed it was really hard for me. I thought like it was getting out of control, but then after listening to a podcast, I was like, okay, so maybe it's a turbulence. And, and I have to start it like thinking mm. to me, what was my, 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 my trauma with the flying? And also what I noticed is that rushing to the airport was really like something that triggers my anxiety so I had to start going through a bunch of steps like I have a routine I have one of the tips that um, someone told me and I think it's really good is go every single time that you can to an airport 
And every single time, and that's my personal rule, but like when someone tells me like, I have to go to the airport, I go like, I will take you. <laughs> because yeah. that's so something that really now. helps you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mexico City, the airport is just in the middle of the city. So yeah. it's like a 20, 30 minute drive. I start like, because when you're really afraid of flying, sometimes even just buying the ticket gives you anxiety. That was that's something fun. that yeah. used to happen to me. So when I was about to buy, buy the flight, I, I remember I was uh, in a, such a bad place that I was like, okay, this is the day I'm going to die. I'm just choosing. <laughs> I was like, no, Elian, that's not going to happen. You're not going to die. And the other part of me, my anxiety alarm would came like, yes, you're going to die. The flight's going to like, it's just going to go down and, and everything's going to go wrong. And just by buying the ticket, you can imagine how bad was my anxiety. And now I really get excited, you know, mm. like I go like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on a tree. Yeah, so it's good. So, yeah, it's good. But some people like you have to start getting a good relationship with everything, a good relationship with getting into like buying the tickets, a good relationship into the airport. That was something really big for me, mm. like realizing that there's a lot of people flying, that it's a safe place that there's kids, there's moms, there's a lot of people, there's yeah. businessmen coming and going. And so it's a really good tip. Like if you're really afraid of flying and you get anxiety in the airport, go to the airport. It's, gonna, it's not going to be cheap because airports are really expensive, but have a coffee, like relax there. It's really, really, really something because the next time you're going to fly, you're going to be in a place you know. And that, that was big for me. Yeah, that, that that was big for me because I have like this agoraphobia. Mm. So these like big places with a lot of people were really hard for me. And then mm. it was just something I just knew. There was people, there was the, yeah. the coffee shop I went. So that's something that I really recommend. And the other thing is start having like a, a routine. Like don't make, don't rush yourself. Rushing stuff triggers anxiety too. So don't leave your like your bags to the last hour. Don't pack up just before going to the airport. Don't like take your time because if you're really having a bad time, mm. rushing yourself into something, it's going to make it so much worse. It's so true. Yeah. And something that I was I think it was for years. I just learned it about like, I think it was like two years ago. I used to think that if I was really, 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 really tired, I will go into that flight and I will just sleep. And that's the worst idea. If you have anxiety, it's the worst yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. People doesn't know it because you go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm scared, I will not sleep like no sleep. I will get really tired and they will get in that airport and I will do everything right because I will be tired. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bad idea. Have a really good night's sleep or try to have at least a nap and be really good rest because that will help a lot your emotional state of how you go. So into true. Flight. I mean, a lot of people have done that and the, the, what they realize is that actually when yeah. you're really, really tired is that you have less resources so you can't then rationalize things because your brain yes. is tired and you. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a really good tip, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What that's other something tips have that you got? I learned. You got there's, there's loads here. What else you got? <laughs> uh, 
uh, what other, well, I didn't like to, um, that's something that my doctor told me. Um, there's a lot of people that told me like, why don't you just have, you know, like some anxiety pills or stuff. And she told me like, it's not good for you because every single time you have anxiety, your body will ask you for anxiety pills instead of you going through your fears. So I started like, I, I try never to have this kind of anxiety stuff. I do have a really good one. I don't know if they sell it in the UK. They sell them in the US and they started selling them in Mexico. They're called Rescue Remedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're amazing. So they're like these little uh, gummies and they're, they just make you chill. Yeah. Like they're, they just relax you. They're just like a chamomile tea. Yeah. So I try to have those ones. And this is my tip. Don't, don't have them in the middle of your panic attack or don't have them in the middle of the moment you're having anxiety. Have them just a little bit before. So when you're going to the, something that it's gonna make you, make you anxious, you will be chilled and it won't like spike. Love so that. you have to do it a little bit before. So I normally I take them just before takeoff because I know that's a moment for me. I, I will start like having a little bit of anxiety that or having just tea. I know that a lot of people tell you like, don't have water, you know, all these TikTok videos and stuff like water in, in, in I don't know, hot water in planes are really dirty. I don't care. I live in a big city, I'm sure. I'm smelling and breathing a lot of worse stuff than a water in an airplane. Yeah. So just and that's a lot of rubbish you. as well, by the way. Yeah, really. I, oh I yeah, know. it's rubbish. I, the water, the water. Honestly, the, the, if you could see the way that how hygienic it actually is, and the, the the tanks and stuff, you you wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Well, there's it's boiling water. Like, uh, what do I, you need? I mean the. Yeah, I'm in the food industry and, and I know people are so like hypocrite with some of their like food hygiene requirements. And I go like, come on, I just saw you like take a lollipop from the floor and now you're asking me to wear gloves. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, bring with you some relaxing tea, some chamomile tea, some mm. stress relief tea. That's a lot of stuff. Like that's really good for you. And what this is my maybe... I think this is a good tip for me. I don't know if for everyone, regard yourself. Like buy something nice for you. That's something that I do. I buy something. I don't know, maybe just a magazine, a chocolate. I love makeup. So maybe something in the duty-free. Right, like, right. And then when you're in the middle of the plane and you're doing great, take it out Ooh, and give it. yourself like, Give yourself a little price and you go like you go girl. Yeah. I'm ah, doing that's really fine. good. So it's like a little reward. It's, it's a reward. Yeah. So that you time you're going through. Yeah. Through. Yeah. That's something that I also do. And if you're also um the other stuff that I do is I I bring with my iPad or my phone a lot of uh TV shows that I already watched because uh -huh. with people from with anxiety. Uh, these repeating stuff like Friends or The Big Bang Theory or um, I don't know, like Seinfeld, like these kind of shows that have like everything is like funny and good. They're really like uh, they give you some assurance. So download a lot of them, something that you already watch, you already know what's going to happen. That's something that it's kind of reassuring for you. 
like for me right now it's the podcast so I go like I already listened to this one this one is good so I put it I put it on so this kind of repeating and this what I told you the having this routine it's something that gives you a lot of peace so try to be the less stressed you can it's like the best thing you can do Yes, it's something that a lot of people don't talk about it because we're always rushing. And you know, airports are like people running and going late and blah, 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 blah. So that's something that it's not good for uh, for your stress. So try to be relaxed, try to have a routine, try to know, because feeling you know what can happen makes you feel in control. Yeah. So, so yeah, having that kind of stuff, it's really good for you. And... I have two other tips. Let me remember. Oh, that's it. That's uh, okay. This is great. I, I've been doing this for a I'm long gonna, time. I'm going to retire. Honestly, I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what was the other one? Well, if you're, if you're really afraid of flying, and this helped me a lot, mm. start having small flights. And this helped me because I, for my sister lives in New York. So for a couple of years, I wouldn't have like Mexico, New York, because that's like a five, five and a half hours long. So I used to have short little flights and that helps you a lot. So the first time you go to a flight, like maybe don't try to take a six, seven hour long flight, take a one hour and then try to bump it up to two hours and see how you feel. And then try to bump it to three hours and see how you feel. So the first time I was listening to a podcast, it was because I was for the first time in a bunch, a lot of years, going to take a more than a four hour flight. And I was yes. starting to get a little bit anxious. Yeah. So that was that was one of the reasons I was like, oh, my God. So if you really, really, really need it, try to take flight with stops. It really helps you because it lets your body relax. It mm. helps you go like, OK, I just did it. Everything's fine. I'm going to take another one or try to maybe have a day in between, but don't push yourself to a really long flight because it's called re-traumatizing. So when you go to a really big flight and you're not ready for it, you just went and have more trauma over it and it's going to be harder for you. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's great. So I'm loving these tips. So quite a lot of the stuff you've talked about or some of the techniques have been like particular to you, which is great. I love those. Some of there's some new ones there for people. Uh, some of the others I like because you're making some links to graded exposure. So, you know, going to the airport, getting used to it safely, yeah. taking a shorter flight, building it up, building up. That's that's classic what we'd call, you know, graded exposure or reconditioning. Yeah, or whatever. I love that. So and it works. Yeah. You know? It works. Yeah, the, you... the reconditioning works. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the try to be try to be calm and and like search what's something that really got to you and why you're feeling like that. Maybe it's the airport, maybe it's the people, maybe it are the news. Like for me, because I've been having anxiety all of these years, I rarely see the news. Like I just read them when mm-hmm. it's something really important, but I don't I don't watch the news. Uh be smart don't watch like youtube videos of plane crashes that's not good for anyone anyone (laughs) like 
don't do it. Like I, I used to thought like, uh, I used to think that I would like, yeah, yeah. If I watch this, I will be, no, no, no. I started like, exactly. it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't put yourself <laughs> through that. <laughs> You're so right. It's, and I say that, yeah. I've said that for years. Don't, don't watch it. I mean, I don't watch any news at all. If I'm in the car and it comes on the radio, then I'll hear what's going on. But it's always, I don't know it, with the countries that you go to, but in the UK, the news is the same format. It's like bad news, bad news, bad news, and then some weird, funny story at the end. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it'll be something really random. And that's the format. But it's it's nearly all bad news. It's not good. Yeah, it's, well, I don't know. They, sell, they say it, it's what it sells, but, mm. yeah, it's also bad news. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's either bad news or bad politics. So it's never a good taste. Like... No. You will never get out like, oh, my God, that was some good round of good news. No, never. Yeah. It never happens. And you're, right, and you're right as well about watching all those programs because many uh, I've come across very few people who actually find it helpful. So, you know, the air crash investigation, although any of those things with YouTube <laughs> clips of stuff, there's, uh, yeah, literally I could count on one hand the number of people that said it actually helped me because I saw the investigation that they went to. But for most people, you see all the the drama and the way that they portray it. And what you don't get a sense of is that how rare these things are because they show one after another. And so you think, oh, my God, they're happening all the time. But actually, they're separated by millions of other flights. But we don't our brain doesn't have a chance to process that. Yes. And this is other like some other stuff that I think it's a really weird advice but it helps. Like if you're going into the, we call it the anxiety train. So think you're on the subway or the top. I don't remember how you call it in the UK, but (laughs) you're going to the subway and you see this train passing by, right? And we call it the anxiety train. So when you're someone with anxiety, you just run into like, yeah, let's get some anxiety. Sometimes you just have to let it go, right? You go like, okay, I'm feeling anxious, everything's going to be wrong, and then you just go, like, don't jump into that thought. You have to, like, stop yourself to going into that. And if sometimes, because we're humans, it doesn't go like you jump into the train, think yourself going all over the worst scenario you can, and I know this is weird, and then think about you going out of that scenario. So, let's say, I'm into the plane, everything's going wrong. Uh, we have to go into a like emergency like landing, right? And then imagine yourself getting down, everybody going like, oh, you did so good, everything's fine, and you're just going home. <laughs> and I promise you, the anxiety mm. goes just down because every single time we're having these, these thoughts, every single time we go like, and I will die. Yes. And that's the end of the story. Don't end that story. Like, really, for real, don't end your story and I'm going to die. End your story and, and someone's going to come and rescue me and then I'm going to go home and somebody's going to, like, I don't know, maybe you're having, like, maybe your dream is being famous and you're going to be on TV and everybody's going to clap on you or you're going to go home and you're going to have a cooked meal. And also it helps when you're in the, in, in, in an airplane like you're you're really scared and then just start thinking like how's the the airport i'm going to how am i going to walk 
who's gonna like start going mm. over your anxiety. That helps a lot. Going like, just don't stop there. Like go further. We're gonna uh, land and everything's gonna be fine. I'm gonna be on vacation. I'm gonna get back home. I'm gonna see my dogs. I'm gonna go back to work and everything's gonna be fine. I'm gonna give people back souvenirs. I don't know, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. But you got you have to go through that. It helps a lot. That. I love that. You're rewriting yeah. the script. Yes. Yeah, you have to rewrite it. And I I remember the first time I thought about mm -hmm. that, I was like, that's gonna be scary. I'm a really dark person. I don't know how that's gonna mm. come through. No, it's but, good technique. Yeah. Yeah, it comes, yeah you realize you can do something more. When you realize you're not powerless, it, it gives you hope. So it's really good. It's really, really good. Oh, I'll tell you yeah. what, you've, you've been amazing. That's just, it's just <laughs> been tip after tip after tip. And uh, as I'm listening to it, my, uh, you know, coach head on, I know different techniques and theories that you're dipping into there. But what I love about the way that you brought that to life is you made it really practical and normal and that anybody <laughs> who's listening to this would be able to think, oh, yeah, I could I could do that. Actually, I could do that. And I yeah, love that. It happens. That yeah, just, it well, happens. You brought to that all. to life. Yeah. Like, come on. I, I've like here are like at least 15 years of therapy. So yeah. something has to come on good. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And I just want to say. I'm really grateful for you giving up your time. I've just really, I can't oh. believe we've been going nearly 40 minutes. It's been amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, 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 so much. No, it's been, but... it's, it's brilliant. I, at the beginning, I was like, I've gone, as soon as you contacted me and said, I've been listening to the podcast, they've helped me. I thought, got to get you on here. Not just to oh, say, not to just praise the podcast. That's not what it's about. It's about oh, what was your journey? How did you... Yes use because the podcasts are just a thing as part of a process and so what I'm always really interested in is because every single person even if they say I've got I don't like turbulence the reason for people not liking turbulence is unique to each individual and then yes and their recovery process from that is unique to everybody so that's why I like getting people on who've had the fear of flying or still have the fear of flying and then talk about what they're doing about it and so that's your story's been great yeah. And well, if somebody's listening, like, don't be hard on yourself. Sometimes we do relapse. And I think like, it's hard for some people going like, oh, I feel so bad. I was so mm. good. And then I just relapse and I feel fear again. It's normal. We're just people. It's normal to relapse sometimes. Sometimes you need a little bit of extra help because mm. what I told you, it's not it's not about the flight. It's about what we're having in our lives. So maybe you're, you're taking that flight to go to a funeral and that's going to be a rough flight. Yes. And, and it's really hard. I, I remember two years ago, I went like every single year I go to Disney, <laughs> to Disney world. And it's like my happiest like week of the year. So, but my dog literally just died before me going to that plane. And I don't have kids, so basically my, my dogs are my life. So when I was coming back, I, I really have a really bad flight, but it wasn't the flight. Flight was marvelous. It was a smooth flight. But I was feeling a lot of anxiety because I had to come back yeah. to be to my house with all my dog. And that was a moment when I realized 
maybe it's not the flight. Maybe mm. it's what is happening to me. Yes. Sometimes it's what's happening to you. So, so be aware that sometimes you could relapse or feel not so good, or you're going to feel a little bit more anxious some other days, but it's because our lives are really complicated. And, yeah. and yeah. sometimes we just have to pop up in, in, in flights because sometimes one, when it's canceled or you have to go rushing. So don't be hard on yourself. Sometimes we're really hard on ourselves. That is a great yeah. place to, start, to finish this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much. Well, man, pause there. Oh, no, thank no, that you. Was, that was great. I love the stories. And I just like, that's why I just want to let you chat because all these little tips are coming out. And no, that's brilliant. I'm, I think this will be very popular for people. So thank uh, you so, so much for having no, me. No, thank you for coming on. It's been a little while to be able to arrange it since you first contacted me because, you know, the busyness of lives, yeah. but. I'm glad we yeah, were able yeah. to connect after all. And, and that was just... And, the, was and the time zones are a little bit tricky. Yeah. No, because you're just starting your day now and I'm just about to yeah. finish mine. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so, so much for having me. It's an amazing podcast. I got to con- congratulate you. The, the Facebook group makes us feel less alone, makes us feel connected, makes us feel like we can push each other. So you're doing a great, great job. Thank oh, you so, so you. much. Thank you. And thank you because you, you've been part of that because you've been supporting people. You've been writing messages and I've seen that. So you're on it. You're an active member and, that, and that's what it's about. It's trying to build that community with like-minded people like you. So thank you as well. You're awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs>